Hello, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature adult audiences only. Neither of us are licensed professionals. These thoughts and opinions are our own, and they should be taken as such. If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram or our website at American-Poly.com, where you can check out our blog, leave comments, ask questions, or become a Patreon member and get exclusive access to even more Julie and Matt. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Good evening, Julie. Hello, Matthew. How are you? I am doing really well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We are getting ready to do Season 2, Episode 15. Can you believe it? We talked about this. You're not going to say, can you believe it? Because we say that every time. <laughs> and you did it anyway. <laughs> I just want to make you laugh. Oh, my gosh. We actually did talk about that. I told him, I'm like, Matt, don't say, can you believe it already? Because we've said that like the last five times. I swear we have. I know. But it's amazing, right? It's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's wonderful, but we, we apologize that we repeat ourselves. That's okay. I would just like to thank all of our We would like to thank all listeners and supporters and all of the people who follow, follow us, us on Instagram and wherever you follow us we appreciate it yes we absolutely do so we hope that this will be a good episode for you guys out there this is called lover's leap why is it called lover's leap when you go from swinging to independent dating like taking the leap oh you know like a leap of faith right it's like, yeah it's okay. like a leap so, do you want to tell our listeners who we have with us tonight? We have some amazing people here in the studio. We have Ashley and Sam. Hello. Hey, everybody. Ashley's getting her microphone adjusted there. Yes. Yeah, thanks, you guys, for joining us. We, we really appreciate it. So, tonight, we are going to talk to you guys a little bit about your relationship because we met you guys when you guys were fairly new into the lifestyle. And you guys have gone from kind of one spectrum to another and then kind of back again a little bit. And we kind of want to ask you guys some questions and give our listeners some information as far as, you know, kind of your perspective on how your relationship from like not being in the lifestyle to being in the lifestyle and then kind of independent dating and then where you guys are at now. So. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We are super excited to have you guys here, by the way. I think we should start with letting Sam and Ashley do their introduction. So if you guys could just kind of tell us your backstory, how and why you got into the lifestyle, and then kind of go up to where you started independent dating and why you decided to go down that avenue. Well, Ashley and I have been married for quite a while. I like would 150 say, years Yeah, so. we, we Sam, it, it makes me nervous that you don't know how long. <laughs> I, I know how long. I feel like you might not be alive later tonight. <laughs> yeah. For the record. <laughs> we've, been we've been together 23 years. There we go. That's much better. Uh, much, much better. We've, we've been married 23 years, but we've actually been together for 28 years. So... We've basically been together forever. And a few things that, you know, kind of got us in the lifestyle originally was just I discovered podcasts much like this one and thought it was interesting. I shared it with Ashley and she thought it was interesting. And then from that point, we kind of talked about it, kind of, you know, what it might be like. Weren't really sure. At one point, I guess we've been I guess we've been in lifestyle about two years almost. We decided to take that initial leap into the lifestyle and see what it was like. But so I have to ask you, Ashley, when he shared that podcast, what did you think? Because we do have listeners ask us, hey, you know, I'd really like to be into this, but my partner, I don't know how to approach them. Mm -hmm. So what did you think when he first sent you that? Well, it started for us as a fantasy that we used to talk about. And then, but I never really thought it would be something we could actually do. But then hearing the podcast, it was interesting because I was like, oh my gosh, there's another couple who actually really does this and they seem happily married and they seem like normal people. Maybe we could really do this. 
And then I push the idea. I'm like, no, 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 there's no way we could do that. But maybe. And then we kept talking about it and some of the concerns that we had and also the fun part of it that we, you know, maybe thought could happen. Yeah. Awesome. So what are your, what were some of your concerns that you had? Well, so we had a religious background, first of all. So I was concerned spiritually with whether we were sinning or not, which is a whole other story. And then another thing was just, would our relationship be okay? Would we still be the same? Would it introduce something into our relationship that would be detrimental and we would never be able to get it back? You know, once that door was open, how do we close it back up uh, if we needed to? Oh, I'm a terrible person. You said door is open and I'm thinking once your legs are spread. <laughs> exactly. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> That's why we're such good friends. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then I had some self-esteem issues that I needed to get past. So that was another thing. And am I forgetting anything? No, I think that was a lot of it. I mean, I think the religious part, I think the part about just our relationship and how it would affect it was a big one because... I always felt like we or we have a good marriage. And I always felt like that was the one thing that was kind of the non-negotiable in all this was that if it started to affect that, then it wasn't going to be worth it for us. You know, we had concerns. I think a lot of them turned out to be things that we were able to overcome through just talking and through kind of seeing how things were. I know Ashley had mentioned before about self-esteem issues. You know, I had those too, because you just don't know what you're getting into, you know, when you start out, you don't know, you know, what people are going to be like going into that. You're always going to be a little bit more critical of yourself. Oh, I had that concern as well, because I got into the lifestyle after a major weight loss. And so part of me was so thrilled with my new body. And the other part of me was like, oh, my gosh, I have all this, you know, like loose skin and scars and stretch marks. And, you know, no one is perfect, but you don't realize that until after you're in it. Because at first you think everyone's a Barbie doll. Everyone's tanned and perfect. And I'm not. And pale redhead right here. I know Sam, pale redhead too. <laughs> so we we get that lucky straw. <laughs> so. I paid half my red. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Matt, you're the only non-redhead in the room tonight. Yes, that's correct. I'm going to have to get you some highlights. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to start with a couple of questions, if that's okay. So uh, you guys evolved, right? You have this evolution in your approach to E&M. You started off as kind of with the idea of hot wifing. You kind of morph that into more swinging where you're doing like a, an equal swap. And then after a while, you guys have kind of morphed that into more individual dating. And that's kind of the area that we want to talk about is how you made the leap from swinging to individual dating and how that works for you guys and like the challenges that you've faced. So can you tell me what challenges you think have been the biggest? Sure. So I think at the initial idea of single dating was really enticing to me in particular because I really enjoyed the one-on-one -on -one connection that I had with some of my partners. And it was new because I'd never dated anyone besides Sam. And so that was surprising to me that I wanted to have that time with them. I think maybe some of that was a little bit challenging for Sam to wrap his head around why. Yeah, I think during that stage when we first kind of moved into the single dating, it was a challenge because I wasn't quite there yet and Ashley was. And so there was a period there where we were kind of in the middle of the leap, I guess I would say. There were certain things that it was like I was okay with, but then kind of going back to some of those original concerns, my major concern being like, how is this going to affect us? You know, how is this going to affect our relationship? Because that to me was always the biggest fear of mine. It was like, will this screw what we have up? So there was a period there where Ashley was kind of like really wanting to do this. And I really wasn't, or at least I wasn't ready to do it as much as she was. And so we had to have several conversations and we also had to, you know, initially kind of set like, okay, we have to have some parameters on how this is going to go and things like that. So we had to kind of work through it. It, was, it. it didn't happen overnight. It was a, it was a process. I felt like, at least for us, you know. Sure. 
Well, and I had to figure out my reasoning. Why did I want to? I have everything I want with Sam. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) He's amazing. He's an amazing husband and he's an amazing dad and amazing friend to me. And so I had to figure out what I was gaining from these other people that I wasn't getting from him. But I don't necessarily think that it was that. So I'm going to jump in really, really quick. You guys talked about your parameters. And I'm curious, like, how that looks to our listeners. If you guys could explain kind of like your boundaries, how that set up when you guys were starting to individual date. Like, how did those change? Because Sam mentioned that your parameters changed. So can you kind of tell us what you changed? Yeah. So at the beginning, he wanted to make sure he met whoever I was dating, as long as it was someone we hadn't already been with in a foursome before. It was an ideal situation for him to get to see us play and also maybe play with us as a threesome. Uh, So like a male, female, male threesome. Those are so fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of his favorite things. And it also gave him sort of So from my perspective, it was sort of like, hey, this is my husband and you need to respect him. And also he gets to see who you are and how you treat me, both in bed and out. Which is so important. I mean, I can't emphasize that enough, especially with Julie and and I. I mean, if you're not treating her right, then game's over. Yes. Yeah. Aw, thanks, babe. I think from like um, maybe the not so sexy side of things, one of the other parameters we had is that her dates and things would not take place on like weekends and stuff because that was usually our time together and our family time or our getting things done time. So that was another thing that we had set up originally. That was really more set up just because we both were full time and were slightly different shifts. So we don't really get a lot of family time together during the week all the time. It just depends. I wanted to make sure that we had time for us to be able to connect and actually felt the same way. I mean, it wasn't just me on that. And we wanted to make sure we had time for all that. And we also still wanted to be able to go to events in the lifestyle together. We wanted to be able to approach together, meet couples, get to play together, certain things like that. So is that how you work to maintain your own relationship? You have your relationship kind of built into your boundaries, like the date nights and the connection time and the cuddle time and that kind of thing. Because I, I, that's a curiosity of mine is like, how do you find the time for everything? Because <laughs> I can't find the time for everything some days. I mean, like, seriously. It's... I know. I talk to a lot of people. Some of them are close friends. Some of them are kind of periphery people. And I just check in or they check in with me every so often. But I think that one of the things that we've found really helpful is when we're home, or together that we just sort of, we try to focus on each other, put the phones away, especially me, since my phone's constantly going off. Um, and <laughs> Sam is nodding, nodding his head. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I can get wrapped up in conversations. They're interesting or funny or being in a group chat or, you know, whatever, just lots of different things. So being truly present with each other has been helpful. It's been a growing learning curve. Maybe that's the word. Sorry. Learning curve. I can see that. So has putting your phone away or being like really present been more of a challenge now that you realize that or is it becoming more natural? It's becoming more natural and it's also necessary. And I enjoy that time. Sometimes if I'm in the middle of a conversation, I'll just say, hey, I've got to go. I'll talk to you later and put the phone away, you know, just spend that time intentionally. Because one of the things that it's been so important to our relationship is our connection with each other. That's more than just in the bedroom. That's a life connection. Yes, we have children together. We have a household that we run together, but we also just are really good friends with each other. And I, we like each other and we miss each other when we don't get to talk to each other. And there's more than just a phone conversation on the way to work or on the way home. It's nice to be face to face and have those conversations as well. So do you find it stressful when, because this is something that kind of stresses me out when we're talking to a bunch of people at the same time and my phone is constantly going off, like to like turn it off or to like put it on silent or something to have some quality time with Matt. And then it's going off constantly. Like that's like, that's like a 
itch between my shoulder blades. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to deal with all this when I get back. I don't know that for me, it's been a, a problem. I do put it on silent and I can put it away. Sometimes if I'm mid conversation, I'm like, oh, man, I really want to have one more thing or let me check and see what they're saying especially if it's something, but usually he understands, Hey, I've got this going on. Can you give me just five minutes to wrap this up? And then, you know, he's usually fine with that. And if it's not a possibility, if we need to deal with something or whatever, then, then too bad. The other people are just going to have to wait. He has to come first. And so, you know, I want him to come first and I want him to feel like he's coming first. I'm not always perfect at it, but I really try. And I know for me, I'm not as as chatty as Ashley is, but I, you know. Hey, kidding. I'm kind of chatty. She is kind of chatty. (laughs) But, um, you know. No, not Ashley. (laughs) But I've told people before when I'm talking to them that I've got stuff going on and I will talk to you, but you might not get an answer in a few hours. You know, it might take a little time for me to circle back to that. And it's not that, you know, I don't care or anything. It's just that I'm busy right now. I think most people have been pretty good about that. I haven't really had any issues with it, but I mean, that's just kind of how I communicate. You know, it'll be a little burst and then I'm out, you know, and I'll be back in a few hours. I kind of think that's a way that I like to weed people out as well. (laughs) I know that sounds really bad, but if you have a problem with me attending to my husband or my family or my work or whatever comes up, then I'm sorry, then you're really not a person that I want to have any further dealings with. The lifestyle's for fun. And yeah, I do care about people. It's sprinkles. It is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's even the icing. Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes it goes a little deeper than that. So when I'm going to, I'm going to switch on you now to the next question. So when have you felt the most insecure and how did you overcome it? That's two questions. It's double dipping. I'm getting a double scoop of Ashley. <laughs> well, you're on the wrong side of the table. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, you know, I'll go ahead and answer that first. I was, I guess, full disclosure, Ashley and I saw the questions before we got here. So we saw a couple. We of cheated. We cheated. Um, That's because Julie is a nice person. <laughs> Julie is a very nice person. She's an amazing person. Oh. But, you know, I was thinking about that question as far as like when I have felt the most insecure. Honestly, one of the things about the lifestyle, just in general, is that it kind of ebbs and flows. There are times when, you know, you are talking to five or six people that are all really interesting. And then there are times when you're not talking to anybody. And it just kind of is like that. The times that I've struggled with have been in the past on occasion when Ashley has, say, two or three people that she's really interested in and they're new relationships. So she's really invested in those relationships and she's really invested in those people. Because of that investment, something has to give. And that's when sometimes I feel a little bit left out. And it's really not ever been like the people themselves or even the volume. It's just, like I said, it's that you know, that new relationship energy. And a lot of times with relationships here, you it takes a little bit of energy to kind of get them going. And once you have them up and running, maintaining them is a little bit less. And, you know, and it, it hasn't happened much, but sometimes in the past, you know, Ashley is trying to really suss out a few people and trying to get those up and running. That's when I feel a little left out. So that that's something that I've struggled with. But on the other hand, overcoming that is realizing that that's a temporary cycle that doesn't last forever in a couple a couple days to a week or whatever she'll have a better feel on certain people and things will kind of settle back in but that's the times i think when i've struggled the most is just because i've had to kind of back off a little bit more and just let her kind of do her thing it's kind of like we get twitter pated I think when somebody new comes along and you're all excited and that new relationship energy and it's like bambi Twitter painted. I think so. I think that could be a good way to put it. Yeah. I feel like it's all hearts and roses for like the first couple of weeks until you kind of figure out if it's going to be a thing or not. And then it's set like, like Sam was saying, it kind of settles into its own groove. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of different after that. I think I'm getting better at figuring out who 
counts, <laughs> if that makes sense too. I mean, not yeah, everybody, checklist going, huh? not everybody's worth that time, or I can feel the vibe a little bit easier. Boy, this is going to be a lot more work. Is this something that, I mean, sometimes you just, you fall into something naturally with someone that you click with them. Sometimes it takes a minute to figure that out. Other times it's instant. And so sometimes when I'm trying to figure that out or I'm in the midst of some issue with someone that I've been seeing for a while and trying to figure out what's up with them, sometimes, you know, Sam has had to take a back burner to my attention and not just for the evening, but for a little longer. And at first, I think it really threw him. I think it really made him holy moses you gotta stop (laughs) sorry she's talking in circles (laughs) like oh jesus (laughs) okay (laughs) edit that out (laughs) sorry (laughs) matt i will keep my hands to this (laughs) you put us on the same side julie so if our if we hear any extra giggles it's because matt and ashley are playing little footsie games over on their side of the table if there's extra giggles it's not footsie well it's something over there it's something He was just giving me a nice massage. Uh, Yeah. So if we hear Ashley's voice go a little crazy, now we know why. (laughs) Why are you so red? (laughs) You both are kind of red from where I'm sitting. So that sip of whiskey or bourbon that you gave me. Yeah, bourbon. Very good bourbon. Delicious. So feeding into the insecurity thing, how do you guys handle jealousy? Oh, that's that's a great question. Ooh. Well, I think that Sam and I had to have some conversations about it. And I was like, you know, this is really hard because I really, I really believe in what we're doing. I really think that E&M is, or ethical non-monogamy is right for us. I think it's right for me. I need to figure out how to balance it with our marriage, because I really think that that does need to come first. But what I'm doing And the people that I'm seeing and the people that I care about are not just incidental to me. And then I can throw them away without a second thought. As I kind of had envisioned (laughs) that it would be as easy to do before we started seeing other, before we started actually getting to know people. I I wanted to interject for a second. So what, what were your perceptions like as you were getting into the lifestyle? What, what did you think this was going to be like? Well, Sam has said it before that when you have a fantasy, your fantasy is in your head. And so the people involved do what you want them to do. They're not really real. And so once you meet people and they're actually, you're actually doing the things that you wanted to do, you sometimes are like, oh, there are actual people involved. (laughs) And this is why I say, when people say, I ask people, what's your fantasy? And they say something so benign, like, I want to have sex on the beach. And I'm like, (laughs) where? What beach? (laughs) What time of the day? Who else is there? Are there a bunch of people watching? Are we on a valley bed? Like, your fantasies are so specific in your head. And when you ask someone and you're trying to get to know them and you're trying to Because, I mean, a lot of people are in the lifestyle to fulfill fantasies. That's what we do. Right. And so I'm like, okay, well, tell me what you really want. Like, really want. I want to know all the details. And then you get a very vanilla answer, and you're kind of like, what's going on here? Well, it's not the real answer. Either they're uncomfortable telling, or they just never really, like, had someone ask them and actually truly be interested in the entire scene. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, when I fantasize, it's very specific. Like, I know exactly what I want. I'll make you a list. <laughs> and see, I don't have as good an imagination, yeah, good well, of an I imagination. I want to see the list. <laughs> She's a binder. <laughs> I'm thinking it's like multiple sections. With tabs. And I know, right? It's going to be like. has to be organized. I know. Binder. Arrows. One, binder 765. <laughs> Sam, you're not jumping in to save me. He's got a plan. (laughs) It's one of those choose your own adventure books. (laughs) She has multiple scenarios. How do you you want the ending? If you want the ending to be this. Oh, they're always happy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you there's a happy ending, but it's just like, do you want to turn to do you want to turn to chapter twenty four or do you want to turn to chapter forty eight? I mean They're both good. <laughs> I think we found a new uh job outlet. <laughs> All right, so I have a question now now that we've gotten past the uh the giggles. So how do you guys manage the time? I mean, you guys have jobs and kids and, you know, all the stresses that go along with that. And I mean, how do you time, how do you have time for yourselves? How do you guys manage that? That's tricky sometimes. One of the things that we both try to do is if we have something going on, we make sure the other person's aware of it. For instance, if if I was going to come over and see Julie, I would make sure Ashley knew that, hey, Friday, I'm going to go over to Julie's house and see her for a little bit. That way, we just kind of know where each other is. We know kind of what's happening. We can kind of compare notes. And then that way, if there's a day that's not going to work for some reason, we can reschedule or do what we need to do. I know for me, at least, one of the things is that at work, I really try to limit my time on side conversations and stuff because I can get distracted very easily. I just can't afford to do that. So, you know. It's a rabbit hole that's very easy to fall into. Absolutely. Just like Ashley said, you know, when we're together at home, she sets her phone down. It's like at work, I'm like that. I will set my phone down. Or if I'm just doing anything really like that, you know, I need to focus on. I'll set my phone down and, you know, I might check it, you know, in an hour or in a couple of hours. I will go down the rabbit hole. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get distracted and I won't get anything done. That's another thing I do to try to, you know, me personally, I try to do to balance that stuff out. But I think the big thing really, the, the takeaway is, is that we just communicate. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, you hear communication so much when you talk about lifestyle stuff. Some of the communication is, how are you feeling about this? And what would you think if I did that? But some of the communication is just very simple, straightforward stuff like, hey, would I be able to go out Wednesday night? You know, we're not doing anything, are we? Just being cognizant and respectful of your partner enough to make sure that, you know, everything's good on that. Because I feel like it's not what you're doing, but it's really how you're treating your partner sometimes on that 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 really makes a big difference long term. You know, just being respectful of your partner. I think that's a a big thing. I was just going to say, too, some weeks... I could be out every night and I don't want to be out every night. We've talked about the weekends sort of being reserved for us, which is great. That includes Friday night for the most part as well, unless we're doing something together with someone else or whatever. But I'll usually say, okay, if I know I'm going to be gone a Tuesday night, for instance, I try not to be gone Wednesday night as well. And Thursday, you know, I mean, I try to limit it to like twice a week at the very most. And that's very rare that that's actually that might happen this week, but it actually <laughs> is <laughs> kind of rare. So I'm going to ask you kind of a tough question here. OK, I'm hoping that I'm not putting you on the spot. But so these relationships that you guys are fostering and growing in the lifestyle with, with the independent dating, from what I understand, they're not casual. There, that you're both looking for things that are deeper than that, that are with people that you genuinely like and want to care about and want to have a long-term ongoing type situation with. So how do you balance your relationship, your home life, and building and the expectations of this new relationship or relationships? Because I know I personally, that's when I struggle, is like how this new person or these new people in my life are wanting so much and I only, there's only so much Julie, right? Yeah, I I think that is a good question. And I look at it, and Ashley may have a different view on this, but I always look at it is when these relationships start, I don't go into it with the expectation all the time that it's going to be this deep relationship. I mean, it could be, but it's sort of like dating. It's like you see somebody and you have a good conversation or, you know, they're interesting or funny or they're cute and they catch your eye, you begin kind of this little dance, you know, the, you know, and you try to kind of feel how things go. And that sometimes takes a little bit of time. And sometimes, you know, you find that either the people that you're talking to, maybe they're not somebody that you really want to go anywhere with. Maybe they're a friend that 
you guys like to play. Sometimes you might find somebody that they're not looking for that at all. And, and they're like, this is my limit. You know, there's a lot of different ways it can go. It just really depends on the situation. As those kind of get a little bit deeper and as those get a little bit, I think that's where you kind of get into the idea of, okay, well, maybe we can relax the rules here a little bit in this particular case, or maybe we can try to carve out a little bit more time for me to see somebody or for Ashley to see somebody. So I have a little bit of a different take on it. I've been learning how to kind of work it out with the people that I'm talking to early on in the friendship or relationship or whatever you want to call it. So to try to figure out what they're looking for. So do you kind of let them know what you're looking for and what you want before the relationship uh, evolves too much? So I let them know what I'm open to. Okay. I don't know that you can go in saying you're going to be my new boyfriend. <laughs> Welcome. You can. You could. I mean, you really... Let me tie you up. Right. Right. What is it that me and I saw the other day that said, "How can I ever trust you?" And every time I untie you, you run away. Exactly. I know. I saw that too. <laughs> so I just like you know. I like to say you know this is what I'm open to, but I do like to know kind of what they're looking for. And if they say, "Hey, I'm strictly friends with benefits" type situation. I can respect that and I can work within those boundaries. And I know that those aren't people that I have to keep up with constantly. I can say, hey, how's your day? But I don't have to try to build a romantic relationship with. So that kind of leads into another question that I want to talk about. So where is your comfort level with like swinging and E&M and poly and stuff? Because you guys have a, a very big dynamic between the two of you. And then you guys both kind of have partners that you see on the outside. So where is your comfort level with bringing new people in? Like the depth. Are you comfortable with love? Are you comfortable with friends only, deep friendships? Like where is your, do you guys set a personal boundary for that or not? I don't have one. I'm open to polyamory. So loving multiple people. It depends on the person. And it, love is not something that's quick to happen. It, you, you can think it's love and you can feel like it's love, but I think that's infatuation. And I've learned the difference between that and actual deep love or friendship love. But I'm open to that. I know that I have tried to fit a square peg into a round hole before, thinking that, oh, this person seems like they fit the bill for this you know, relationship, and I'd like to build something more with them, not realizing that they don't have the time or the emotional energy for that. And that's not something they're interested in. So I've gotten my heart broken that way. I've learned the hard way several times on that. And sometimes that just comes from like letting things flow and seeing where they go, but also communicating my own questions to them. I'm learning what to ask and not feel like I'm I'm being intrusive. Or have expectations. Yes, exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head there. It really depends a lot on the person and on the situation. For me personally, I've never, and, and maybe this would help now that I'm hearing you say this, would be to kind of clarify what I'm looking for with people sometimes. I wouldn't say I'm opposed to, to love with somebody. It just really has to depend on the person. It really has to depend on the situation. One of the things that I've realized is, since we've started this is that with e &M, and for anybody out there who hasn't done it or who's who's in it a little bit is life moves really fast in E&M. You can have a relationship that starts off great, that hits its peak, and then you start to have trouble and it falls apart all within like a two-month period. Or a two-minute period. two-minute period. <laughs> that kind of thing, you realize how quickly that stuff can happen. So do you guys still approach together? Do you still look for couples Kind of how we were when you started, when you were looking for more like a full swap. Yeah, we absolutely do. It's hard to find, as you <laughs> you guys might not have encountered that at all. Really? It's hard <laughs> to find a four-way connection. No. It's more rare than a unicorn. They're like, oh, unicorns, unicorns are so rare. I'm like, no. No, four-way connection is really yeah. rare. The four-way connection is the unicorn. It is the ultimate unicorn. Mm -hmm. It's like the white sparkly unicorn with a purple tail. Yes, indeed. 
So yeah, we do still approach together. We go to parties together. We look for couples online together. Um, we did actually recently renew our Swing Lifestyle or SLS membership just a little bit. We did. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ashley, you turned all red. Why? What were you doing on swing, girl? <laughs> well, there was a guy that I met at a party, There's and he and his wife are on SLS, and they sent us a message, but I couldn't read it or respond to it. So it unless we paid, <laughs> right? Do another like, month. I'll find another this month. This is the level that we're at in the lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> he was really cute and a good kisser. They okay? always are. They always are. Now, wait a second. I've heard both of you guys comment before that they were not kissers so not everybody oh, that is so true there there are a lot oh of, there are a lot, lot of, of non-good kissers, kissers. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure but luckily yes. you get to find that out pretty early on which is a great weeding out cycle that's very true so, that's very true great. and sometimes there's just no chemistry you just sometimes, so that's where yeah. parties are great because you get to meet them in person mm -hmm. and if there's no chemistry then oh well then and you're if like okay no problem right yeah Exactly. I wish yeah. you well. You know, it's just that not everybody, not everybody quite takes it that way. I, and I sure. wish people were better about being able to be, you want to be like, hey, you're a really awesome person. I like you. We could totally hang out sometime. But sexually speaking, there isn't the right vibe for me. I wish it could be a thing. I actually so. had to do that a month or so ago. Yeah. With a gentleman and he didn't, he wasn't happy with me about it, but I was very, I was like, I'm sorry, you're, you're a nice guy. I just really don't feel the chemistry or the spark that I need for a romance or like a sexual relationship. Right. So an erotic sorry. relationship. Yeah. 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 And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that we had played before. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Once. Accident. Well, it wasn't an accident, but I didn't know what I was doing. You're, you're making that so much better. I think it is important, though, that you are able to voice that if you don't feel connected to somebody. And I mean, as awkward as it is, because I know I've done that before. I, I'm not feeling it for this person or something like that. And I mean, it does happen. I tried being very vague and just declining invitations, kind of not really talking a whole lot. And he just really wasn't picking up on it. And so at that point, I'm like, well, it's only fair to tell you you know, it's not a personal attack. It's just, sorry. <laughs> he smelled no, lovely. With, with men, Same actually, them. you have to put it right on the table. You do kind of have to put it on the table, I feel like, sometimes. Yes. I really do think that it's because a lot of, maybe they have encountered people who were super vague and not telling them what they want. And sometimes it is easier. I mean, sometimes I'm that way. I'm just tell me what you want and what you don't want. I appreciate. So. I mean, it's not like a great ego boost if someone no, tells well, me that. No, you know, oh, I thanks. don't want to sleep with you. <laughs> oh, okay. But at least I know where I stand and right? I can like move along. But I'm, I'm usually like, oh, you know, if they don't reply back to me, I'm like, oh, dear. I, they don't, they're not into me. And then I move on. So. Right. Yeah. So where do you guys see yourselves? In your pursuits in a few years, do you think that you'll still be this open or you think you'll still be individually dating or do you think that you'll have found long term relationships that you you guys are making googly eyes at each other while I'm asking you questions. They are so unfocused people. You have no idea. It's like hurting cats. He's adorable. Over oh, there. my goodness. So where do you see yourself? So you guys are both what? as red as a Coca-Cola bottle. It's boring here. Right? That's all. Yeah, it's from all the breathing. <laughs> now you guys are touching feet. Oh, my goodness gracious. We, we actually <laughs> talked about this on the way here as far as where we'll be. And honestly, I don't know. Just because things have evolved as they have so far, you just don't know. You don't know what's out there. You know, and I just use the example to Ashley. I was like, what if the next party we go to, we meet a couple and we click great with them and we just instantly like fall in love? What if that happens? It's like, okay, well, that's going to change the dynamic a little bit. Or what if we do the single dating for a while and it's like, well, you know, we're having more luck with couples right now. We want to do that for a while. You never know. I mean, where we're at now is someplace I didn't think we would be when we started. It's hard to say. I don't know, Ashley, do you have an idea where we're going to be? In? Well, I'm sure you'll have your harem taken care of. Oh, yeah. You know <laughs> of all your ladies. <laughs>
<laughs> Julie's giggling over We're there. We're going to have color-coded, Mondays are red, Tuesdays are my color-coded <laughs> lingerie, you know? <laughs> I'm not opposed, but I, <laughs> I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't know oh where we'll God. be, but I think that thus far we've weathered everything pretty well. It's not always been easy. One of the things that's been kind of interesting is that Sam has had to pick up the pieces of my broken <laughs> little tender heart from time to time, but those broken hearts are fewer and further between. Even that brings us closer together. So I think that it'll be interesting to see. We're just as excited to see where we're going to (laughs) be. But I do know we'll be together. That's for sure. I mean, I think for Julie and us, and I, I should say Julie and I, it's a constant evolution. Yes. Because it's constantly changing. And I I don't, I can't, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I mean, it just seems like as this grows and carries on, the doors open and you kind of see different aspects of the lifestyle. You're like, okay, well, this is not really for me. Okay. I've I've experimented with that. I don't like that. You know, I mean, we've had Mm -hmm. some experiences where we're like, you know, we don't really we really don't want to go down that rabbit hole. And there's others where we're like, oh, yeah, we we, want, we definitely want to go down this one. Yeah. And we didn't think that was on our horizon, but yet it popped up and it was just kind of like, oh, all right, well, let's explore that now, you know? Sure. Sometimes it's the person or the people that are involved in it. You know, the first time this opportunity presented itself, it was with somebody that, for whatever reason, it didn't seem the right time, the right place, or the right group of people. But then... Fast forward a few months, you meet another group of people. It's a different situation. Now you're a little more willing to try that mm-hmm. just because of... Well, right. and we grow and change as individuals as well as couples. So I think that makes a huge difference as well. I think it does too. And I think that's, you know, Julie and I grow together, but we also grow individually because Julie is in a much different place she is now than when I met her originally. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm in a much different place Mm -hmm. than I was when I first met Julie as well. Yeah. You were so much more reserved and shy when I first met you. No. Now look at him. Never me. Oh my goodness. You were so shy. So reserved. And I was a little more scattered. I think my focus is better now. I think that I have a better idea of what I want and I am not so, I don't feel like I overspread myself like I used to. And so, ha ha ha, that was funny. You don't spread yourself so thin. Right. Well, I'm, <laughs> Sam, Sam just grabbed my boob. <laughs> my sweatshirt kind of dipped was a little bit. Was it a full grab? It was just a poke, a little. It was a, it was a tiny squeeze. <laughs> it's a very gapey sweatshirt. It is a very gapey sweatshirt. It's lovely. The it's bra is absolutely. <laughs> oh, now I'm red. Thanks, guys. Uh, but I do think I'm not spread so thin as I was before because I have a better focus. I know what I want. I have evolved enough in the lifestyle to have a better idea. And I think that Matt is I guess probably say the same for him that we have a better idea now than we did when we first got into it together mm-hmm. and which is important and we do grow and change everybody does in your relationships and that that's very important so I think too for me I didn't date as a teenager we oh, started Sam and I started dating at 17 and 18 I was 17 <sighs> and so this is my dating opportunity, if you oh, think girl. about it. And I was never missing out on anything, I don't mm-hmm. think. We had babies and... Yeah, we had, a, you know, we just want to live in our lives, really. And so, I mean, we were very happy just with each other, and we still are. So this is kind of interesting for me to, like, get a chance to date a little bit, for him to get a chance to date a little bit, see different people and experience different things sexually and see what we're into. And I think it makes us more full humans, if that makes sense. Like you're well-rounded. Yeah. It's like the college education effect. Exactly. And relationships <laughs> too, because and I, I can't remember how many times I've come back and said, I'm so grateful that you're my husband. <laughs> Some of these people are just jerks you know or some of these people just don't get it or you know i'm just so lucky to have you i feel the same way yeah you know i think you appreciate your partner it it sounds so counterintuitive because you're going out and you're going on dates with people and you're having sex with other people and you're doing all this stuff that you come home and it helps you to appreciate what you have because you realize how special it is and how rare it is I'm pretty awesome. 
You stay humble. That's right. <laughs> um, Sorry. But it was right there. I couldn't pass it up. Funny lady. <laughs> but you do realize that. And it and it's a good thing though, because you come home and you realize how much this other person does for you and how much they impact your life. So this is a great segue into our next question. Do your fantasies play into lifestyle now do you, have your fantasies grown have they stayed the same do you have new ones i mean can you tell our, our listeners kind of like some of the things that okay i've had this fantasy we've done that not not in great detail but like have your fantasies grown with your experiences within the lifestyle yes yes <laughs> they have you get exposed to more things or you find things that you didn't think you would like. Some of them are things that I would say kind of present themselves, not to go into too much detail, but there was something that happened recently for me that I never really thought of that kind of presented itself and it was pretty cool. I mean, I really enjoyed it. As you go down, like you had said earlier, uh, Matt, there are certain rabbit holes you find that you like to go down and there's some that you're not so sure about or maybe you're not ready for yet. The thing about the whole lifestyle in general is it's about having fun. It's about exploring things. It's about letting your hair down, for lack of a better term. Absolutely. And so whether it's something as simple as, hey, I'm going to make out with this person who isn't my husband or who isn't my wife to something like I want to be part of, you know, this big 12 person orgy. All of those things are these fantasies that you might have or things that you might really make you feel really tingly or whatever. But all of them are things that you're free to explore in the lifestyle because Grant, you know, chances are if you've thought of it, somebody else has thought of it, <laughs> you know, and it's just a matter so of true. connecting with that right person to go, oh, you like, you know, bath toys too. Well, you yeah. know, and then you go from there. So the listeners are going to be Googling bath toys. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's just totally random. Please don't Google it. I was just going to say that I think that... Um, I'm sorry. Julie's got something oh, to say sorry, about Julie. bath toys. <laughs> she's singing her head. I, I, I she's don't. Her head I don't have anything about bath toys. And I mean, and I know that there are some that you can take in the bathtub that still, that kind of like are of the vibrating nature. But, you know, I rubber mean... Rubber ducky. Right? I, I feel like they're rubber rabbits. But okay. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. She was like a deer in the head, like, so she was just like... I'm like, no, oh. I was actually just getting the microphone ready for the next question. You Covered nicely. I'm sorry I mentioned that, folks. <laughs> oh my goodness, bath toys! I, I are there bath toys really? No. I'm sure there are. Probably. We gotta get some. Probably. I don't. It would make our vacation place so much more fun, Matt. Well, you know everywhere we go. As you know what? I, okay, first of all, your bathtub no, here. Not in my bathtub here, but no. vacation bathtubs. Okay, Sam, Christmas gifts for these guys. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so. Wait, let me, I just want to fantasy. say something real quick. Oh, I'm sorry, Ashley. Oh, go ahead. That's okay. I was just going to say, as far as the, the fantasy part, I think that there were things that I thought previously when I heard about them sounded terrible to me degrading or just not anything I would ever be interested in. And then experiencing them with the right person in the right moment was really amazing. So I think that, and not necessarily all degrading, but just like something I was just sort of like, oh, I don't, why would anybody want to do that? And then it happens or you, you just go with the flow and you're like, wow, that was so much fun. And I can think of now one, I get it. One in particular. Yeah. I'll tell you later. <laughs> I know which one it is, actually. <laughs> I have you video. Too. I have video of it. No, you don't. Oh, not from you. Never mind. We'll get back wow. to this. I don't know wow. What, I don't know what's going on on the other side of the table, but wow. Okay. I was thinking of something else, actually. Apparently. I feel like if you keep talking about it, you're going to have to tell our listeners. So buck up or, you know. Shut up. <laughs> oh, got oh. you. <laughs> Matt's mouth drop I open. know. I never say things like that. I'm just teasing. It rhymed. <laughs> it rhymed. We both have, would have to talk about it. Oh, what's that? <laughs> no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Ashley. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. Yes, you do. Okay, we're going to have to talk about this after the show. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm getting hot because they're just thinking about it. And I don't even know wow. what it is. So I want you guys to describe. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You too. Uh, uh, 
Matt has an alter ego that occasionally comes out to play with Ashley and I, and it's exceptionally dominant and quite fun. Mm-hmm. So that is where Matt's going with that. It took me a little bit to clue. Do you remember that. now? I do. Yeah. I do. Maybe we need to refresh your course. I think we do. I think you should consider Oh my that. gosh, that was, that was so quick. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you. Mm-hmm. Well, we know what we like. Yeah. So I would love to end our podcast with Sam and Ashley each talking about a success they had in independent dating, a failure, and a piece of advice for our listeners who are considering making this jump. I'm going to let Ashley start with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lordy. (laughs) Success. Okay, success. I think some of the things that, one of the things I think is a main success for us is that Sam and I navigated through a sort of unsure time um, after I started dating more and having more single relationships and came through it closer to each other. Um, And also we compromised. So he was willing to give me a few things that I was feeling a little bit irritated about. And he, I was willing to give him some things that he was feeling irritated or unsure or, I don't even know what the word would be, but, you know, I was willing to give in. We compromised on those things and we've actually come through it and gone a little further than that. Um, Some of the things would be like freedom for me, like different types of freedoms, because what one thing I didn't want to do was resent him. I, I, I need to interject because I'm having a, yeah. I, I, so when you say freedoms, can you expand on that? Sure. Um, some of the things, okay. So for instance, one of the things that we talked about that was at first, one of our main boundaries was meeting the person that I'm seeing and then playing. And then I could play solo with that person after that point in time, if I chose to, and if things were going well, he has given me some freedom to meet the person for coffee, let's say, or I've even been allowed, even though it hasn't happened yet, where I could go and meet and potentially play with the person that he kind of knows, but not really. But, you know, so a little bit more autonomy, I guess, in my dating. Sure. It's not so right. I, I just wanna... I have to check in with dad kind of a thing because it was starting to make me resent him a bit. You know, just right. to be more specific. Yeah. So I, I want to touch base on, on a couple of things that you said, and and I and it was more of like allowed. And I, I want to make sure that our listeners are are clear that you guys have talked about this first, and it's not like he's giving you permission to do this. It's like you guys have talked about this, and it's kind of like a, an understood thing. It's not yes. like it's like you have to ask permission to go do this type of thing. It's like hey. I, let's talk about this situation. And then you're like, uh, Sam is like, okay, you know, that, I'm, I'm, I'm okay yeah. with that. It's, it's, more, it's not, it's not like of an allowance or like a, yeah. a dominant thing. It's more of like, right. you, know, it, you guys have discussed this as a couple and yeah. you're kind of like, okay, you know, Sam's like, okay, I'm, I'm good with this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just want to clarify that because yeah. it kind of came across Thank you. like, sorry, like he's yeah. my dominant or right. something. Yeah, and exactly. yeah. And so it's more like, you know, boundaries hey, about I've set. been talking to so, oh, remember this guy, so-and-so, you know, I've been talking to him. I think we, we might want to meet up for dinner and maybe see where it goes. And would you mind if I go out on Wednesday night? That type of thing. Like, sure. do you have something else planned? Not really permission, but in a way, I'm giving him the opportunity to say, no, I'm really not comfortable with that. Or, hey, I'd really, I was expecting you to be home and we could, we were going to, yeah. you know, or I'd really rather show. you wait for me to meet this guy because this is where we met him and I'm not really sure. Sure. Um, but he's, I'm learning, he's learning. I think just those type of things are. Well, a it's, a, more, it's a growth right. process, growth and progress. Absolutely. Yep. And also, I'd like to hop in here and just say, for me, Ashley is a person whose opinion I trust. If I bring somebody up to her and say, hey, I was thinking about seeing her or, you know, I wanted to maybe go on a date with her or whatever. If Ashley doesn't like her or if there's something she's like, you know, I'm not getting a good vibe about this. I take that into account because I do trust her. I mean, even though as weird as it sounds, even though we date independently, we're still a unit. We share things with each other about the relationships. One of us is like 
dealing with the issue, she's the person I go to, or I'm the person she goes to a lot of times to say, what do you think she meant by this? Or how do you think I should respond to him here? And we talk about it. Some of those times it's, it's just a matter of letting you know where I'm going to be, or you letting me know where you're going to be. But also sometimes it's too, it's just a matter of just, hey, here's this person and the other spouse, you know, Ashley in in my case would be like, well, I've heard this or she was kind of rude to me or whatever. So just keep that in mind. Doesn't mean it's a no-go all the time because sometimes things can still evolve and be okay. But we try to be honest with each other about people we're going to see if we do know anything because I think that's just the right thing to do. I think you'd mentioned too about advice. I would say, first of all, communication even when you think you've communicated everything, sometimes just having that conversation, sometimes we feel a certain way and we don't know why. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time and talking it through to really figure that out. Why do we feel this way? What What's triggering that for us? It can be as simple as, man, this just made me feel this way or, man, this stems from my childhood. Who knows? But that patience to be able to do that. The other thing is like honesty is the key. Don't try to hide stuff. Just feels icky. I don't know. That's just my thing. (laughs) And maybe your relationship is not where you feel like you can be completely honest about who you're dating or what you like in another person. But I would say to try to get there because it it's so nice to have that freedom with your partner to be able to just really not have to filter anything about what you're doing. Being straightforward, not only about what you're doing, but about your feelings with that. And you can support each other as needed. You, you know, you can help each other through the rough times or the times that you struggle and the missteps. And you're not by yourself on that. So it is single dating, but you've got this person in your corner. One of the things that I think has evolved for us has just been that as we've gotten more comfortable and we've kind of, I guess, like I said, initially we had certain boundaries that we didn't want to break. And as those have kind of gone away or we've relaxed them here or there, it's allowed us to just be supportive of each other and excited for each other and encouraging, which is something that I think just makes this whole thing work a lot better because you're in it together. Sam's a very giving person and he has had, like I said, to kind of mend my broken heart a few times and he's never thrown it back in my face and said, I don't even know why you do this. (laughs) Why do you even try when I'm right here and I'm, you know, amazing? Because he understands my need to explore and learn a little bit about myself. And I learn lessons and I'm not perfect and I mess up and I know it's a shock. I can't imagine that either one of you isn't perfect. (laughs) I kind of love you guys, so maybe that's why. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on. That was actually kind of the last questions that we had, and we really appreciate the time that you took to come on the show and hopefully help some of our listeners as they decide whether or not independent dating is for them. It's funny because you guys started as more swinging swap and got into E&M dating or got into open individual dating, whereas Matt and I kind of started the opposite (laughs) and have gone to more I really only want to approach with Matt. It's a comfort level thing for me and it's a connection thing for me. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like we have like crossed each other in the night. (laughs) She likes to watch me and I like to watch her. That's that's pretty much what it is. We like to watch each other. So and that's a layer of erotic connection and sentiment that Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's very difficult. You can't duplicate that. Right. So I that's one of the main reasons. And that's one of the main reasons why I am in swinging, why I'm in EM is that I really enjoy those four-way connections and I really enjoy the energy of those connections. And Mm -hmm. we did have a listener ask, you know, are you really poly? Because you talk more about swinging than you do poly. And I think that uh, Sam hit it on the head earlier when he said, you know, you can, love can be part of it, but love takes time to build. Or maybe it was Ashley, maybe it was you that said that, Mm -hmm. but love takes time to build. I feel the same way. I feel like if we met the right couple, like you two, right? I can have amazing, wonderfully loving feelings for those people. And it just, it's not something that you just walk around with a billboard at a party saying, 
you know, I'm available to love people right here. <laughs> I Open feel, heart right with, here. Yeah, right? with some sexy ass lingerie. I, I, I still feel like people would be like, wow, steer clear of that one. <laughs> so. Well, I just add too that even though we typically go for like, look for like a deeper relationship, it's not that we, the situation presents itself that we're not just going to have hot playtime with somebody and just, you know, I mean, because that's fun too. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. We do enjoy sex. We do. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. We like the but sex. We like the sex. <laughs> I, I would just say, thank, thank goodness for that. <laughs> but one thing I, real quick, I know we're wrapping up, but I just, something Ashley said made me think about this. Something I've learned is that when you get into the lifestyle, it is a lot about freedom and it's a lot about being able to do things that you weren't maybe necessarily allowed to do all the time. Sometimes once you get into it and it becomes a reality, there's a tendency to want to hold on to stuff and there's a tendency to want to control things you can up to a point but as scary as it sounds it can be really exciting just to be able to let go let go control of your partner maybe let go control of certain hang-ups you've had and things like that and just let it happen because that's really why you get into it to begin with. It's about the freedom and it's about the flexibility and it's about just being able to do things that normally wouldn't be allowed to do. That's a good point. I think you struggled with that a little bit. I think I real I did. And I think once I realized it, I was like, oh, it kind of was pretty obvious. Just that control of letting things go, knowing that thing was going to be okay. And that you can let me go and I'm going to come back to you because like I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> exactly. You're stuck with me. I'm hanging on your leg. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both again so much for being on the show and thank our listeners for listening. I know this is a little bit longer one, but we love the to let the interview ones go kind of long and to get all of our questions in. So until next time, I'm Julie and I'm Matt. Thank you for listening to American Polly.